I got into this field because I wanted to help. You know, I was an accountant before, and I, I really was looking for that, that part of myself to to help someone, in a in a time of need. And meet RJ, a surgical ICU nurse from Los Angeles, who made a career change and found himself in a new field at the height of the COVID nineteen pandemic. I feel like the. Uh, nursing school it, it prepared you for the the boards but you know once you get out onto the the field uh i felt like i was a deer in headlights my first few shifts oh trust me yeah i'm surprised that i did become a nurse rj talks with warren um, a cardiac icu <laughs> nurse in new york with 20 years that's of what, experience and share some advice on how to get through tough days in the nursing field. You know, I, I remember one of the older nurses when I was, who retired already, they, you know, they used to tell us, you know, don't take any of these things home with you. I pray multiple times before my shift, during my shift, and then after my shift. It's just one of the ways that helps me cope. Welcome to Making Changes. I'm your host, Aliu Garcia-Pablo. On today's episode, we'll hear from RJ and Warren, two nurses from the opposite sides of the country. At the time of this recording, we were in the middle of the second surge of the pandemic here in California. They'll talk about the challenges and changes this pandemic has brought to the lives of nurses, but also the frightening reality of what happens when the patient is your child. We'll be flies on the wall as we listen to what helps them cope, seeing the frailties of life each and every day, all for the sake of helping others. Let's listen in. Hey Warren, it's really nice to meet you. Um, You know, they always say that no one knows what you're going through um, when you're a nurse, except for another nurse. Um, well, it's a pleasure to meet you and to talk to you, RJ, as well. Um, I know um, being a nurse uh, definitely is stressful, but also rewarding. But uh, I'm glad to talk to a, a male nurse as well. I feel like they're seeking out male nurses now um, in my in my cohort because I've only been a nurse for about a year and a half, so still fairly new. And oh, you're you're a baby. <laughs> I want to be as as uh, experienced as you one day. <laughs> so I, I was wondering how it is in in, um, in New York right now. How how is the the state of the pandemic? As you know, like when the pandemic hit, um, New York was one of the first um, cities that really uh, got affected by it. New York City remains the national epicenter of the pandemic. It has more than a quarter of those sickened so far, and this is overwhelming the city's hospitals and first responders. And, you know, we were really, uh, you know, suffering for those first few months. Um, And at that time, we didn't really know, um, you know, what to expect. So it was really kind of nerve-wracking. You know, I never, in my 20 years of experience, have, you know, ever experienced something as serious as um, this uh, virus. 
just looking in in the beginning in from California, I have to admit I was kind of skeptical. I was thinking, you know, what most people thought, oh, it's just a really bad case of the flu. And then when you actually see your first COVID patient, it opens up your eyes, you know, it doesn't, you don't understand the severity of it until you see it in person. I'm a surgical ICU nurse and we changed our unit to a COVID unit and it, we changed it for about maybe three, four months in the beginning. And then our cases went down so we converted back to a surgical ICU, and then the second wave came. As you mentioned, cases are rising in California and in L.A. County. Officials say we do now have another surge. Did your, your years of experience as a, as a nurse, did it prepare you at all for, for something like this? I think no amount of experience can prepare you for something like <laughs> yeah. this. You know, I've seen things that and done things that I never thought I would do as a nurse. Um, and you're used to being in, um, you know, pressure, you know, stress, high stress situations, you know, as well, I'm also uh, a cardiac ICU nurse, you know, you, your experience does prepare you for, but because of, you know, how, how unique this situation is, how we have to, you know, gown up and, you know, take the, necessary precautions to protect ourselves first yes uh you know that that was a change like when when you're an icu nurse a lot of you know time is very um important and you yeah. know to to especially the you know when patients are not doing well like minutes seconds are very valuable and to have to mm -hmm. stop and like gown up and you know take that time away and then um, to take care of these patients who are really, really sick. I mean, it was, it was definitely a change and a different um, experience as a nurse. Um, you know, our, our, our unit could only hold 20 patients, but when it was at the height of our, um, the pandemic, we were doubling people in rooms. Um, wow. Five kilos. If you see this picture, it's unbelievable because in the hallways you see all these IV poles with multiple IV pumps, um, like flooding the hallways, um, mm -hmm. where like where you know you're, and like the nurses are all over the place. Uh, you know when you see how. I mean, crazy and how busy. I mean, when I look at it now, like now that it's a little calm down here in New York, um, I just can't, like all of us are like, well, I can't believe that we went yeah. through that whole thing. Yeah, I think we kind of did the same where we'd have the IV tubing and everything extensions outside of the room. We also had the vents outside of the room at one point where they, it was extended outside, so... That was new. Wow. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. It, it, Like you said, now you look back at it, it's like, how did we, how did we do that? <laughs> you know, how did we manage that? But we did. <laughs> it can be overwhelming, but, you know, you go through it. But, I mean, someone 
who's just starting out only a year and a half of experience. And I, I couldn't even imagine how they must have been feeling or dealing with it. You're, like you said, in L.A., it's one of the hardest hit right now. Like, you know, how, how are you handling things over there? You know, it's it, it's it's been tough as a new nurse, but you have to realize what or why you got into this field, you know. It's I I got into this field because I wanted to help. You know, I was an accountant before and I felt like I wasn't helping anyone and I I really was looking for that 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 part of myself to, to help someone in a, in a time of need. And I, I felt that, you know, this, this profession really, really does that, especially now because this pandemic, you can't, your family can't even be in the room with you. You know, they're just, you have iPads, you have FaceTime, you have, you know, actually like, zoom meetings with family members who can't be in the hospital and you're like the patient's family and it's it's been pretty tough but to that point i feel that I, i'm able to to stay afloat by our faith and our family i guess in a way it was good that i'm i'm new because I don't know what normal is as a nurse yet. So um, it's like throwing throwing someone in like that doesn't know any better. <laughs> so Hey, that, that's a great way of looking at things, actually. You know, I, I never thought of it that way. I mean, like being new, like to get that experience. It was, it, it was pretty hard in the beginning, I, you know, um, starting as a fresh nurse in the ICU. Actually, the cases in California are slowing down. And now that I'm getting uh, patients that are non-COVID, it's kind of weird. It's surreal because, like you said, the putting on the protective equipment and the mask and the gowns. And now that I walk into a patient's room that's not a COVID patient without all that stuff, Right. I feel strange. I feel like, am I protected? <laughs> you know, am I, am, am I doing this right? I, I, I totally agree. I mean, like, even, you know, like, even after this whole pandemic, um, you know, is, is done. I mean, we all talk about it at work. Like, you know, it, it kind of changed. I, I can't imagine, like, taking care of patients without a mask and mm -hmm. a, um, you know, a shield, you know, it might not be COVID, in, you know, in the future, who knows what, what other, I mean, I don't want to think that way, but, you know, like it, it'll change the way we take care of patients. Yes. Who, who knows what will, what else will be there. Yeah. I don't know about you, but um, before COVID hit, I hated wearing a mask. Oh. In, a, in a patient's room, <laughs> even in the hospital, I hated wearing a mask. But now I feel like I I need to, <laughs> you know, like I. No, totally. I mean, sometimes I would do things not patient care, but things in a room uh, without gloves. Oh yeah. Uh, now <laughs> I can't even imagine 
like not putting on a glove the moment you walk in a room now. Like, yeah. Going back, actually, if you don't mind me asking, if we can just for a second. You, yeah. You said earlier that you were an accountant before. Yes. And then you went into nursing. And so how did that happen? How did you become a nurse from being an accountant? I, I know you said, you know, you wanted to help people and, you know, but how did it become nursing? You know, I've always had like this interest in the medical field, but I was stubborn about, let's face it, Warren, there's a, <laughs> there's a, um, a stereotype about Filipinos being nurses. And I was so stubborn about that. I was like, I don't want to be fall into that stereotype. Mm-hmm. I, I resisted it for so long. Um, but I was stuck. I, I felt stuck in the, in the accounting. So, uh, um, jobs were being sent overseas, you know, and I have a family, you know, honestly, it, it, it's, it's been a blessing because I, I probably, you know, a lot of people during this pandemic have been laid off and, mm. you know, I, I feel like i I probably would have been laid off if I didn't become a nurse at this time. Yeah, it's a blessing. Yeah, I agree. More than ever um, at this time, I mean, it's good career choice, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning um, back now, Warren. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Honestly, with, with, you know, we're both in ICU. And for me, there was one point um, where I would come into work and there would be a patient who would just pass away every every shift, and that was that was tough. You know, I was taking care of this this um, patient for um, at least at least three weeks, and that was my patient for every shift because the family requested me, and in the end he passed that really affected me um, and it's it's still hard to think about this now now cuz the the family was so grateful they even wrote me a nice letter and saying oh, you know thank you for for just being there when we couldn't because you know because of all the covid stuff but i don't i don't know if i don't think you can ever get used to you know someone dying on you know your shift you know there are those situations where you kind of know you know there's not much you can do anymore mm-hmm. for patients um you know I, I remember one of the older nurses when i was who retired already they you know they used to tell us you know don't take any of these things home with you like any of these you know like when it comes to like don't don't let it, you know, like weigh you down. You know, if you can save someone's life, I mean, we're you're, we're trained to do that. Uh, just trust in, you know, what you've learned. And what I do is I always, I'm just, I just pray every, like, I pray multiple times before <laughs> my shift, during my shift, and then after my shift. It's just one of the ways that helps me cope with kind of, you know, experiencing all that and. You know, not not letting it affect me to the point where it affects, you know, who I am and, you know, what I do. 
you see these COVID patients, they, a lot of them, personally, the ones that we see, they don't have anything really wrong with them except for COVID. COVID is, is real. It doesn't discriminate against anyone. You know, we get patients who are, are young in their, in their early twenties, you know? Um, actually, uh, in the beginning, um, my son actually was affected. Wow. Uh, my youngest son. Yeah. He was 12 at the time. Um, he came down with a fever. And of course, at that time, you know, it's alarming because, you know, that's one of the, the biggest symptoms that you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it happened, I was just like, I mean, we were kind of hoping it was just something, you know, nothing too serious. It was just like maybe just like a 24-hour thing, you know, go away. And then my wife calls me in the middle of my shift. I went to work and she's like, he has a 104 wow. fever. And I was like, what? You know, I, obviously I was kind of, you know, nervous about it because... You know, when, you know, we're in the middle of the pandemic, so everyone in the hospital had COVID and no yeah. one wanted to spread it. So they told, you know, if you can, don't go, if you can handle the symptoms at home. And he was, my son, I can tell he was getting, like when he sleeps, his breathing was, you know, labored and, and you know, he was just so tired. Um, and he couldn't even like walk to the bathroom or, or if he did, he'd be so tired. So we finally brought him in. And then the doctor, you know, they took some blood. They couldn't get a blood pressure on him. Wow. And they were like, yeah, they were like, um, he doesn't look good. I think we're going to go, you know, we should send him to the ER. So he would stare me blank in the face. And he was like, dad, I can't see. And I was like, what? I was like, yeah. So then I was like, okay, sit down. Like, we had to lie him down. We had to call an ambulance to, um, to get him to the hospital, just to the hospital. Mm-hmm. But all I could do in my mind was pray, was praying like so hard. Like when we got to the ER and the emergency room, and then all of a sudden they asked him to, they wanted to get his weight, so they stood him up. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get a blood pressure at all. And then they were like, you know what, sit back down. And then they finally got one, and it was like, it's like 60 over 40, 30, and they're. All of a sudden, they called like a like a mini code. So then all these doctors and all these nurses start rushing in, and of course I'm from the ICU, like so. Of course I know what's going on. Yeah, and I know what they're about to do. And, but then, you know, my son just looked at me, and I just looked at him, and I was just like, oh, "You're fine." They just, I was just like, "They're just gonna give you like some medicine, and you'll be fine." I just kept looking while all like maybe like five or six people were putting in IVs, giving him fluid, giving him, like, you know, putting monitors on him. And then, you know, when it really hit me, is like they started bringing, like, the intubation tray in and the yeah. central line placement kits, you know, all those things that you do when you get into, a, you know, an emergency. And I was just like, I was like, please, God, like, like please. And then 
you know, but he was a true. He would just look at me. I just look at him. He never lost. He never lost consciousness. Um, he was just kind of, I guess, a little nervous. But I was just like, oh, you're fine. You know, Yo, you'll be fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. Finally, they took us up to like an I, their ICU, their pediatric ICU. And I guess during that time, they were seeing like kids that were having um, not COVID, but I guess they were labeling it uh, the Kawasaki disease. Oh yeah, because um, mm -hmm. it was it was it was like presenting like that. Um, but I think now they they named it uh, what is it multi system inflammatory syndrome. During that whole time, I mean, like the only thing other than that we can think of to do was to pray. Like I, you know, I'd call every minister I can call. Yeah, because <laughs> you know when it comes to us, I mean, that's you know that's the real you know solution and you know the real treatment for us um, so i you know i had like multiple prayers and only after a few hours I mean, he recovered quickly um okay. he yeah his like all his medicine they were able to go down like i think we were probably in the icu a total of two days wow and thank god i mean like it's i mean that was Probably, you know, the scariest thing that ever happened to me in my life is because of that. Um, you know, it, it's just different. You know, it's yeah. so different when it's your, your own, you know, your own child. I mean, as nurses, you know, we know how to take care of these patients. We know what to do. But when it's your own family, it's, you know, it's, it's just a different experience. Like, it's, you know, unbelievable. So... When it when it hits close to home like that, it you feel a little a little helpless with a, uh, and you just gotta trust trust in in uh, your faith and God and, and just keep praying. Even with like when it comes to myself, like I mean I've been exposed. I mean not exposed, but you know, dealing with you know COVID patients so closely though these almost almost a year, you know not lucky but you know just blessed to be. You yeah, know, exactly. I'd have to worry about that. You know, I pray all the time before every shift, before I leave the house, that, you know, God is with me asking for the guidance and especially to help me when I feel stressed out or any anxiety as, as a new nurse, I definitely get anxiety just thinking about going into work. You know, what am I going to see today? What what's going to what kind of patient is going to be thrown at me or what kind of um, situation is going to happen at work that I don't know how to. Or that I've never experienced before, you know, but, you know, all I do is pray and and I know that there's nothing that's going to happen that if he's with me that I can't handle, you know. How do you think that this whole pandemic has changed you as like a nurse and a person in general? You know, just be just being more aware. I mean, like, I mean, this happened, you know, so quickly and, you know, out of nowhere. And it just shows how delicate life is. Being a, a member really puts us at an advantage. Um, when it comes to kind of dealing with what's happening in the world, and like during this time, it's 
you know, you're even more closer yeah. to God. It just made me appreciate everything more. You know, it just appreciate your family, appreciate being able to have, like you mentioned, Lauren, the the faith that we have. You you kind of take just things in life for for granted that um, that this pandemic has has pretty much brought to the forefront of your mind. Like wow, all the, I've been so blessed. I'm gonna try not to take any of that for granted. You know, no matter what situation, if it's the pandemic, if it's something life threatening, if it's you know anything that happens, it's just knowing you're a member and knowing God is on your side, you know, you can take on anything. So, hey, Warren, I just wanted to say thanks. And I really appreciate you taking your time to talk to me. And as a, as a new nurse, um, just having someone to talk to about all this, it's, it's really, it's really been a blessing. So thank you so much, Warren. It was such a, I really had a good time talking to you. And, you know, I wish you all the best um, in your career, in your family life. You know, uh, hopefully when this thing gets uh, figured out, if I ever go to California, I'll come see you guys. <laughs> Definitely. I'm 15, away, uh, 15 minutes away from Disneyland, Warren. So come nice. on over. <laughs> <laughs> will do, will do. Hey, Warren and RJ, um, gosh, listening to you guys, you know, all of these images come to mind when you guys are talking about your your, your real life situation in your hospitals or just being with, with the patients that you've, you've had. Um, we can only imagine how challenging your everyday must be. Now, um, RJ, talking to Warren, what do you think was your biggest takeaway from your conversation today with him? You know, even for, for Warren, it's been, this pandemic has been new, but although he has 20 years of experience, the experience helps, but he still, but Warren, you still rely on your faith and your family to get through this. And, um, and Warren, you know, what would be your advice to anyone who is studying to be a nurse, especially now that the world has completely changed, you know, so much from this pandemic? Any pieces of advice you'd want to give that, you know, may be different from when you started as a nurse 20 years ago? You know, my advice to anyone who wants to become a nurse, um, I say do it. It's very rewarding. If you have um, that passion and if you have direction where you want to help people i would definitely say keep on it and um you'll you'll, you know you won't be disappointed with it well i just want to say thank you both for your time and you know for being at the front line during this terrible pandemic and uh we pray for both of you and your health and your safety and your families. And, you know, in case you don't hear it enough, um, you know, we just want to thank you for doing all that you do. Thanks, guys. Thank you for connecting me to, uh, to Warren. It's been great talking to you.
thank you. I really enjoyed this experience and um, it's really uplifting. So thank you. Thanks to RJ and Warren for taking the time to talk with us. And we'd like to thank all the nurses and frontline workers who have been such a tremendous help to families during this pandemic. Now, if you found value in what you heard in this episode, be sure to share it with another frontline worker or another friend who could use this conversation in their life right now. Be sure to subscribe to the Making Changes podcast on Apple or Google Podcasts or download the INC Media app to stay up to date with new episodes. And uh, check out our Making Changes Instagram account so you can see the faces behind the voices. Thanks for listening and may your change uplift you.